All right, on this episode of The Alzheimer's Project on HBO, we dive deeper into how the grandkids of these grandparents that have Alzheimer's, how do they feel about seeing their loved one uh, going through the struggles of this disease of Alzheimer's, of dementia? So let's dive right into this. Hey, what's going on? This is Lewis Angel, your memory coach right here with AEMind.com. And this episode of The Alzheimer's Project on HBO is called Grandpa, Do You Know Who I Am? And they detail a lot of different kids and their struggles with seeing their grandparents struggle with Alzheimer's and dementia and, and how their family members are coping with this. And it's really sad to see because a lot of times we don't think about what the family members go through. We think more about what that individual goes through that has Alzheimer's and and to see this from a completely different perspective of not just the kids of these individuals that have it, but their kids. So the grandchildren um, and their perspective on this whole situation, because some of the kids that they highlighted remember the time where when their grandparent was more aware and was there to help raise them. And they were able to be more fully alert and present in their grandchildren's upbringing. Some of these grandchildren, um, when they were born, the, the grandparent already had Alzheimer's, so they didn't even know who who this person was that was coming into this world. They they knew it was a baby, but they really couldn't hold on to that that idea that this was their blood as well. The main contributor of this episode was Maria Shriver, who, whose dad, uh, passed away, unfortunately, from this disease, from Alzheimer's. Sergeant Shriver, who was who passed away in 2011, and he was one of the main proponents of the Peace Corp, of Job Corps, of just really lifting Americans out of poverty. He was a huge proponent of that, and he worked alongside his brother-in-law, John F. Kennedy, when he was a president. So to see him going through the stages of having forgetfulness, of dementia, of Alzheimer's, and then eventually passing away from this. This really made Maria Shriver see things in a whole completely different perspective because not only was she experiencing this, but then her kids, which were uh, Sergeant Shriver's grandchildren, were seeing their grandpops going through and forgetting everything. So throughout this episode, she outlines a few lessons that we all um, should take away from seeing family members or seeing others going through uh, this this deadly disease. And the first lesson is that there are no silly questions you can ask about Alzheimer's. Lesson two was when it comes to Alzheimer's, you just go with the flow. Lesson three, it's okay to be afraid of Alzheimer's. Lesson four, sometimes it's the disease talking, not your grandparent. And lesson five, you can be the keeper of memories. Now throughout the episode, and in each one of these lessons, they do ask their the grandchildren of the grandparents uh, about their feelings as they see their loved one going through this. And I, one of them that stood out was Genevieve, who has a, a sister and a brother, sister Margaret Tan. Brother is Liam, who's eight years old. Now, one of the questions that they asked was, how do you define the word memory? This was actually pretty intriguing and it got me thinking. But the way that he responded to that question was, well, for me, memory is think and think and not know. Now, obviously, he was joking around. But at the same time, this is a very serious 
outlook on what memory is for him at that moment. For me, memory is something that you do cherish, that you do remember, that you do think and it just pops up. You ask yourself these questions about things that have happened in the past, about things that you've learned about or experienced, and you are able to recall them. Like if I ask you right now, think back to a time in the past when you were young and you were having an amazing time with your family members. And right there and then, I wasn't so specific, but I'm pretty sure you could have thought about a few different events. For me, one of the memories that I thought about right now was everybody just loading up into the van and then my mom driving down because we're going to go. It was hot summer day, so we're going to go to my aunt's pool at her house and have a good time. And I, I just remember every time before turning the corner to hit that main street that takes us down to my aunt's house, we had to stop by Del Taco and pick up like 100 tacos because they had the you know the three ta- tacos for a dollar at that time. So we had to stop there and get those tacos and we loaded up and we, we got Doritos and you know soda and, and we drove over to my, my aunt's house and then everybody just jumped into the pool, ate tacos and we just had a blast, right? And I thought about other memories, but for you, you know, what's something that you thought about when I asked that question? Think back to a time when you were just having a great time when you were younger with your family members. How about now? Think back to a time maybe a year ago, two years ago at your birthday. Who was there? What were you doing? Who were you celebrating this with? You know, all the, what, what were you feeling in that moment? That's a very powerful question. Define the word memory. Like for you right now, what does memory mean for you? For Genevieve's grandpa, memory meant that you think and think and you not know. So for him, memory equates forgetfulness. And I don't ever want to feel that way. And that's why I train so much so often. I don't know if it's going to help me later on down the road. I'm hoping that it does. As I'm going through this documentary, I'm seeing the effects that this has not only on those that have Alzheimer's, but also family members. So I don't ever want to see my family members going through what these kids are are going through. Because there are some kids here like Drew, who's 12 years old, and he sees his grandma just suffering. And for him, he thought that it was his fault. For whatever reason, something in his mind told him, this is my fault that my grandma is going through this. Maybe he did something when he was younger where maybe he made his grandma upset several times that he wasn't, quote unquote, a good boy. Um, And so maybe he associates whatever he did in the past to his grandma having Alzheimer's. But, you know, even his grandma had to calm him down and say, no, this is not your fault. It's just something that we go through as as adults, as grandparents. Maria shared a story of of her and her dad when he was already in the later stages and they were sitting in their backyard and they heard traffic to cars passing by. And then her dad, Sergeant Shriver, said, Maria, don't you hear that that nice calming water? That water is very calming. And she goes, no, it's traffic. It's the sound of traffic, dad. And he goes, no, it's it's water. It's very calming. And then she had an idea at that point that to her dad, that thought of traffic at that moment had ceased to exist. And the only thing that he could think about and associate to that sound was the sound of calming water. And so from that moment on, she said, Dad, no, I do hear that now. That is water. That is the sound of water flowing. And so she began to accept whatever her dad's 
reality was at that point in time and moving forward. My mom also works with dementia and Alzheimer's patients, and she too also does that same thing. She realizes when people are saying certain things and, and bringing up certain quote-unquote memories, even though they're they're not real memories, they're falsehood memories, or it's not even falsehood memories. It's just something that their brain is is conceiving and imagining, and so they gravitate towards that as real. See, for you and me, when we start imagining things or daydream, we know that that's not real, even though we want it to, to be real at times. Um, you know, we dream of having maybe a mansion or or, or the speedboat, right? And then we just snap out of it. Like, nope, that's not my life. <laughs> my life is not, I don't have a mansion. I don't have a speedboat yet. I might in the future, but not right now. So we, we can distinguish between what's real and what's not real. Whereas people that have dementia Alzheimer's, they'll imagine that, that their kids are astronauts. And so my mom has told me this where... Um, you know, she had one of the, her patients saying, oh, yeah, my son, Bill, he was an astronaut and he went to the moon and he went to Mars. And then my mom started to play along with that thought. She she was asking her patient, oh, well, you know, when did he come back? Well, you know, how, how long was he out there? What was his experience like? And, you know, she was playing along with the imagination because at that point to that person that has dementia, that has Alzheimer's, that idea is their reality. And who are you to tell them otherwise? Because there's really no way to correct that in their brain. For them, that is what it is, and, and you cannot tell them otherwise. They highlighted a, a young girl. Her name is uh, Sarah. She's 15 years old, and she's pretty much taking care of her grandma. And her grandma's already at a, a late stage of ha having Alzheimer's. Um, and it's pretty interesting interaction that they had together. They were taking the dogs out for a walk. And the grandma, she wanted to hold the dog. She want, she did not want to put the dog down. And at one moment, uh, Sarah was saying, yeah, you can put the dog down. You can walk her like how I'm walking these other dogs. And then the grandma just looks at her and says, oh, I don't know where the dog went. But you knew that she was holding it in her arms. But she had forgotten at that moment, even though she had the dog in her arms, she forgot that the dog was in her arms. Now, this is different than when you and I forget that we have our sunglasses on top of our head. We forget that it's on top of our head and we're looking for our sunglasses everywhere. And then we just touch our heads and, and we realize that, oh, man, I'm a dummy. They were, they were right here this whole time. And that's just because we were not consciously paying attention maybe to when we put those glasses on top of our head. we Just an unconscious activity. But for the grandma, she was literally seeing the dog and hearing the dog and feeling the dog. And she still forgot that the dog was in her arms. And it's sad to see when when these grandchildren just start crying and showing their emotion to, to the situation because they know they're aware of what's going on and they don't like it. What Sarah liked to do here when she noticed that her grandma became upset for whatever reason um, she would play this Elvis song because her grandma loved to hear Elvis and then her grandma got up and started dancing. So that triggered like positive memories uh, most likely uh, for, for her grandma and that was an anchor that she had of Elvis and, and fun time. So she started getting up and dancing and that changed her mood right away. And the, for the third lesson, it's okay to be afraid of Alzheimer's. There's these two sisters, Megan and Danielle, and they're teenagers, but um, they're going out to see their grandma at the nursing home. And their mom was telling the daughters, like, listen, your grandma's not the same anymore. She keeps getting worse. At this point, she's more than likely not even going to know who you guys are anymore. Um, so just be prepared. 
And then the daughters, Megan and Danielle, started saying that they didn't want to go see her grandma like that anymore. They didn't, they didn't like it because they knew that every time they went, this was a completely different person. Th that grandma that they knew a month prior, two months prior, was not the same grandma anymore. And at one point, Danielle, as she was crying and sobbing, she said, it's like she's dead because she doesn't even know us. That really pulled on, on my heartstrings at that point. Um, but it's it's honestly the reality, again, of of the grandchildren that are seeing their grandparents just suffering. But what's interesting is that to us, we see the grandparents as as suffering. But to the grandparents, many times when you're looking at this, and, and I'm, I've been there and I've, I've seen firsthand when my mom's working with her Alzheimer's patients. And for them, they're not necessarily like showing that they're suffering again because you're they're in their world. They're they're happy. They're they're showing glee. And yes, there are times where they get moody or they get you know upset out of nowhere. They have these these shifts in behavior out of nowhere. But for the most part, again, to them, this they make their own reality by imagining and by creating these these ideas in their head, and they bring that to life. Um, so to them, yes, we see because they're not the same person anymore. We see them as suffering, but to that individual, that is just their everyday life. And because they don't remember how it was in the past, I guess they don't have anything to compare it to anymore, which is, it is sad for us from, it depends on the perspective that you're looking at it from. It is sad for us, but for them, again, this is their reality. So the question then can be, are they suffering? And it's a question that I ask you guys. Is that individual suffering? Lesson four was sometimes it's the disease talking and not your grandparent because there's this young girl, Ashanti. She was telling her grandma how um, how she and her friends love to play games and, and just love to hang out. And at one point, her grandma just starts yelling at Ashanti. She was she had a nice smile on her face. And then, boom, it just flipped the script out of nowhere. Grandma just starts yelling at Ashanti saying, go home. and Go home. Get out of here. And Ashanti comes out and she starts crying. And then um, I don't know if this was her sister or not. They didn't say this. But another young girl just, you know, hugs, hugs Ashanti and says, it's okay. You know, now it's a time to take care of grandma as she once took care of us. And that was one of those moments that. That took me back because at one point, at least for this family, grandma was there. Grandma was able to remember the names. She was able to remember who they were. And it goes back to uh, one of the first lessons. There's no city questions um, where Genevieve and her siblings were there and they were asking her grandpa. Grandpa still knew who they were, but many times he just did not even he did not know the names. He just calls them kids, <laughs> my kids, these kids. Um, but he knew who they were, but they, he just he, he wasn't able to recall specific things about them. And so that just shows the different facets of and, and the levels of this uh, disease, because you can start off by just being just forgetful on a few things. And then it just really deteriorates you, your brain so much to where you have these mood swings to one moment. You're you're having a good time with that loved one. And then another moment, you just shift into not knowing who they were or who they are or why they're even there. And they, they start getting scared. Lesson five was you can you can be the keeper of memories. And Alyssa was was very young when 
her grandma started getting Alzheimer's. And so she doesn't know grandma, this this vibrant and uh, youthful spirit uh, lady that she was. She only knows her grandma as the forgetful grandma, as the grandma that does not remember anything. And so one of the things that Marie, Maria Shriver suggests is if you are going through this with with your grandparents or or your parents um, to do something to keep their memories alive. So that's what Alyssa, Alyssa did. She started making a documentary. She got a camera and was asking her dad questions and started bringing all of her grandma's friends and started asking them questions. And then, the, you know, her friends started bringing up all the stories, all the good time stories uh, from the grandma. And then at the end, she goes and visits grandma and grandpa at the nursing home. Um, and then grandpa was just talking about how how what made him fall in love with with, uh, you know, the love of his life, his wife and Alyssa's grandma. And he was just grinning from ear to ear, big smile on his face. And towards the end, grandma reaches over and they meet halfway and they embrace and they go in for the kiss. And it was just the sweetest thing because even though grandma did not remember what was going on, she still felt that love and the connection of this other person right next to her. And I'm pretty, and I'm sure that subconsciously she knew who this person was. But it's just sad still at the end of the day because you have other kids. And they started interviewing other kids and one of them says, uh, Grandpa, I wish your sickness would go away. Now, as I wrap up this episode, uh, the next few ones we're going to continue on with diving deeper into the science as to what is actually happening in the brain and what are some of the solutions that there are. Now, my biggest takeaway from this episode was that we have to be there for our loved ones, no matter where they're at in their lives, whether they have Alzheimer's or whether they're fully alert and they're able to remember every single detail about their life. Be there, be fully present in their lives and build those memories with them, no matter where they're at in their lives. Be there, be fully present because you just never know what's going to happen around the corner. And it's better to create positive, long-lasting, everlasting memories with them than to not create any at all. All right, that's it for me for today. Make sure to get the free Better Memory Guide at aemind.com. That's A-E-M-I-N-D.com. Louis Angel, your memory coach, signing off. Accelerate and empower your mind.